Welcome everybody to the Enneagram Journey Podcast. My name is Joel and I have the privilege today of introducing you to a new series of episodes that we're going to have along with our traditional episodes. Uh, And right now the name of this series is Answers from Others on the Journey. But if you have a better idea, please share it with us and uh, we're looking for something better. In episode 82, we got a question from Addie about fours in conflict, and we asked you fours who are listening, what do you think? So, in this episode, I'm going to replay the question, what Suzanne has to say, and then what fellow fours on the journey have to say. After listening, if you like this kind of an episode, leave a review or send us an email letting us know, and we'll keep it up. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen. Just a reminder to continue to grow compassion for yourself and for those around you. Our next question is from Addie. Okay. Hi, Suzanne. My name is Addie, and I'm a four on the Enneagram, and I just had a question about conflict. Um, I think that it's usually said that fours... While they may not enjoy conflict, they don't hate it because it tends to really intensify our feelings. And I can definitely see that where it creates that very real depth in connection and in relationships. But I was just wondering if maybe it's normal for a four to not enjoy conflict. Um, It tends to make me feel like people will leave um, or that somehow the relationship is compromised and not in a good place. And that really stresses me out. Um, And I do not enjoy conflict and I do not tend to really start conflict unless I think that it's important or unless I just feel like it's time to talk about something and maybe this also really goes in with the with drawing stance of a four but I was just wondering maybe if that was normal um, and if it was normal to see more of those conflict type qualities of a nine and a four even though I for sure know that I'm a four thank you so much that's a good question and it has a lot of um, a, a lot to work with and a lot of depth so talking about conflict can be Difficult for just different people to understand. Yeah. It's um, whether you want it or don't want it, how right. you respond to it. People think that like sevens are down for conflict because they were in the quote unquote aggressive stance. Yeah. Like I don't, there's nothing enjoyable about conflict. So because I'm in the aggressive stance, I don't get walked over. Right. But I'm not looking for it. Right. Right. I do think, and I'm glad she tipped her hat to the fact that fours like intensity and that comes with conflict but what I would say to start with in terms of observing yourself is the reality that you're always afraid that there's going to be a disconnection in relationship you're always afraid of abandonment as a four you're always afraid that somebody's going to leave you so the question I would have for you is are you more afraid when there's conflict or do you just have a place to put it when there's conflict and the rest of the time you don't know where to put it so you just kind of live with the anxiety of are you going to leave and when are you going to leave and I know you're going to leave because everybody leaves and all that. So figure out how to separate those two for yourself. 
And then the next piece I think for you to look at would be nines hate conflict and force, dislike conflict, but in a different way. So the two or three things I would say are these. One, uh, in terms of talking about four and a nine, nines will go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Fours don't do all that work to avoid conflict. The second thing is what happens after conflict. And so you have to figure out if you feel any more vulnerable after conflict than you do before conflict. Or if you just have a place to put that vulnerability and a way to describe it. Because after conflict, as a two, I've, I think people are going to leave me. You kind of carry that all the time. And that's just messy in terms of figuring out conflict. But you walk away from conflict, and unless it's with somebody that you really love or that's real important to you, you walk away. And nines don't, well, they never forget. Is it is part of the fourness and part of that push and pull is whatever uh, you kind of talked about when conflict comes to a four, uh-huh. it sounded like you kind of said something about um, not transforming it. That's not the right word, but it turns into anxiety yep. more or less. And is that in the withdrawal when it's the pool part? And then is the push part the not enjoyment of conflict, but when they are engaged, is that the push? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think there, I think what I'm learning still is that there's a push-pull externally for fours, and there's an internal push-pull that's going on. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it seems like from the outside looking in, uh, you know, when she's talking about for a four to enjoy conflict, maybe not or not enjoy, but whatever her terminology was, utilize conflict for during that external push. Or get something from the intensity. Mm -hmm. I think instead of enjoy, we would say, that fours get something from the intensity of conflict. Mm-hmm. What happens after the conflict seems to be what Addie's worried about. And it seems like looking back, it's scary. But what I would suggest is that fours, because of how they see, kind of look for abandonment everywhere. And after conflict, they can name it. Hi, Suzanne. My name is Abby, and I am a four on the Enneagram, and I'm responding to the fours in conflict conversation. When I thought about it, um, conflict to me does feel like intimacy, and it does feel like we're going to get somewhere on the other end um, if we just move through it, even even if it's intense and even if it's dark. um, I don't mind going there if I know that there is a possibility of something better on the other end, deeper relationship, more intimacy, more knowledge, more understanding. Um, For some reason, if... um, if I feel that that is not possible, uh, either a reoccurring conflict with a intimate partner like my husband or, or you know, something like that. I feel like maybe we're never going to move. It's never going to budge. Um, somehow in my mind, I believe that that's not going to happen. I will withdraw from those types of conflicts and I will push away from that person in a martyr like way. Um, like you're never going to get me. You'll never understand. And I and it's, it all is a defense feeling abandoned, possibly. Um, 
feeling like that person just doesn't get me and they're never going to get me, that kind of language keeps me stuck in not addressing certain conflicts that actually probably do need to be addressed or I just need to be vulnerable with. Usually I'll push past those two, even at some point, and just be honest. Um, Honesty truly is a driving force for me. So um, I will move in even to those hard places um, and create conflict even within my own heart um, to to get, get into honesty. I want honesty at all costs. Hi, Suzanne. This is Andrew from Los Angeles, and I want to address the issue of fours and conflict. Conflict is complicated because it invites intensity, and that's kind of attractive. But having the past as a constant point of reference, I carry the wounds of past conflict around with me everywhere, even though it's mostly subconscious. It generally takes a day or two to fully process any conflict because I instinctively withdraw, And that brings up all the shame I've carried around and the shame I've given to other people through prior arguments. Letting go of it is tricky, because while forgiveness is kind of easy, I don't instinctively trust that anyone is capable of letting go and moving on quickly. From unhealthy space, I can rush to reconnect by reopening the conflict just to try and feel understood. Through meditation or exercise or head and shoulder rubs from a loved one, I can get out of my head and back into my body and in the present moment. With a disciplined contemplative practice, I've been able to experience the fullness of God's presence in the present moment. The goodness that God speaks over creation and humanity in Genesis is eternally abundant grace available to us now if we have eyes to see it. And from that space, I can trust, although I can't comprehend it, that the love which holds the present moment together can hold and make sense of everything that is wounded, complicated, and unresolved in my past. Hey guys, this is Charity from Indiana, and I'm responding to episode 82 about fours and conflict. Um, I would say I definitely do not enjoy conflict, especially a a confrontation. Um, Gives me a lot of anxiety, but I do find myself in conflict often, especially if I haven't been allowed space to withdraw um, and I'll get really frustrated and irritated and snappy with people, especially if they're overstepping boundaries or if I see someone's actions hurting someone else at all, I often will speak up on behalf of that other person. I rarely actually speak talk about my own personal thoughts and feelings though it's more of just an emotional reaction um, and it would be hard for me to actually explain to the person what's actually going on in my head um, about why I react that way Um, and then I immediately regret my tone at least of being snappy but I don't regret having spoken up um, so yeah, hope that helps. Hi, I'm an Gram Four, and wanting to tune in on the discussion on the podcast about conflict. So, uh, in terms of push and pull, my reaction, if I feel like a conflict is rising, is or an issue is going under the surface, is to um, push the person away because I assume it's my fault and I don't want to be rejected. And I just also hope that the conflict just goes away. So I guess that's um, withdrawing stance. And um, and when I'm actually having the conf- when the conflict is actually occurring, 
if they if the person reacts in any emotional or angry way, I automatically take responsibility for it and self blame, and it's a huge um, has a huge effect on my worthiness. And so afterwards, I'm more likely to pull them in, feel like they're going to leave me because of course they would, and I need to do everything to prove myself to them. Something I am finding useful is working on assertiveness, and I think this is for using um, going to the high side of one. Because if I'm if something's been bubbling along, I, and I wait till I'm calm, I think about it, I plan it with trusted people, and actually sit down and have the conversation with someone. I can be I can um, remain quite calm, and sometimes that can lead to connectedness with the person. Thanks. Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm an Enneagram 4 and I'm from Delaware. I really loved your last Q&A episode. Um, I really dislike conflict, actually. I think mostly, though, I I don't like the way it makes me feel afterwards, Um, the anxiety that it gives me, the way that I overthink and analyze everything that's happened. Um, I don't necessarily avoid it at all costs, but I really will only have it if I think it's necessary for mental health. Um, but I super resonate with the push and pull aspect. I actually didn't know it was an Enneagram 4 thing until very recently, and I brought it up to my counselor before I knew it was not just a me thing, but an Enneagram 4 thing. But I definitely agree that I push people away when it comes to conflict, like whether they hurt me or they do something I don't trust, um, or even if there's like a flaw in them that I didn't know about before that just bothers me. I'll act like I don't want to be around them as much anymore in kind of subtle ways. But you're very right in that when I pull people back, it's for a very different reason. A lot of times it's me realizing how grateful I am for the good things about that person or they do something completely different than whatever negative conflict happened before. And I think I just realized how important it is to not stay so upset about things that can be really insignificant. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Joel. This is Jillian from Nashville, four wing three. I really resonated with your conversation on conflict. And as a four, I really had to do a lot of work to identify that the emotion I have around rejection and abandonment is actually anxiety. I don't identify as someone who carries around a lot of externalized anxious energy. But what I learned is my anxiety is so internalized. It's so underneath my shame. It just informs how I interact with people. So I think with fours, when you see a lot of the dramatic overreactions or the reactivity, um, that is sometimes what we use as a substitute for vulnerability. We use the overreactions, which kind of draw people in and people tend to like it, you know. Um, But we substitute that with really being known um, because there is a fear we have that, wow, what if underneath my mask, there's nothing actually there? Um, Fours really struggle. I can say I struggle with identity and feeling that I I know who I am. So um, a lot of times that is the draw of keeping people um, pulling people in and pushing people away, um, it, it kind of meets that need for us to, to remain a little bit mysterious and unknown. But I appreciate you guys starting this conversation and um, it's helping me do the work. Thanks. Hey, Suzanne. 
My name is Serac. I identify as a type four. So when it comes to conflict, um, this is something that has been on my mind a lot over the last few years. I tend to view myself as a pretty agreeable person. I don't really seek out conflict or view it as a mark of like progress or growth at times. But whenever conflict does happen in my life, I find myself most willing and content with being in conflict with people that I feel safe with. Um, anytime that a situation turns into, you know, fighting to be heard or, you know, whoever has the loudest opinion wins or I find myself, I find myself and whoever I'm in conflict with, if we're drifting away from the topic at hand and it just becomes uh, maybe an ego battle or maybe just how either one of us has hurt the other person, but we haven't brought that up. I tend to detach myself from the conflict and um, distance myself from it. Um, it's a pattern I've noticed in, in myself, um, and it's kind of unpredictable. Um, I wish I was better at conflict. I wish I was able to just move on quickly from conflict and not let it affect me for days, for weeks. But yeah, I'm interested in what you have to say to that. Thank you. Hi, this is Julie. I'm calling to answer Joel's question about Enneagram 4s and conflicts. Um, I think for me, one of the reasons why I get engaged in conflict um, is that I'm misunderstood. It irritates me when I'm misunderstood with family and, and friends. Um, so for me, I get frustrated um, because I am misunderstood. And instead of people letting me get my feelings out, um, they kind of come at me with logic and thinking that they know how I feel. And that really just frustrates me. So I think a lot of it is I ramp up an in intensity because I'm misunderstood. And that just frustrates me a lot as a four. Um, they kind of, not everyone gives you the courtesy of getting your feelings out and understanding what you're saying and where you're coming from and then talking about it. So with counseling, I've just tried to be more healthy um, and just really work on that with myself and with those around me. Hi there. My name is Stephanie from Palm Beach County in Florida. Joel asked that Forrest call, call in to uh, comment on the conflict question and the far too familiar feeling of push-pull in our lives. Well, first, let me just say quickly how much I appreciate you all and how much I've learned from you, Suzanne and Joel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, now to the push-pull. It's definitely something I've experienced frequently. But the way that I've experienced it is, it is just so deeply intuitive. So I, it's so built into my way of being that it's difficult to, difficult to call it a conscious response to conflict. Here's an example. When I was a teenager, it was evident in the way I liked boys. We would go out, you know, not really, uh, right? But throughout high school, hold hands, talk on the phone. They were just early crushes, but where we all learned how to be with the opposite sex. And one thing that I noticed about that time was that no matter how much I liked a boy, no matter how sweet he was to me or how much attention he paid, I always managed to break things up, even when there was nothing wrong. It was such a mystery to me because I didn't want to hurt them, and I actually missed them once we broke up. But I pulled away at the height of our teenage romances why? <laughs> it really wasn't until doing Enneagram work that I realized I wanted to protect my heart from being left. If I left first, I didn't have to worry about being abandoned. Color me a seven, but I'm optimistic about the future of this new series. Thank you guys again so much for your feedback and good luck on the journey.